You're listening to the Heart and Soul Podcast, where we celebrate vulnerability and shameless living. No topic is off limits when you're chatting with your besties. Let's own our worth and walk empowered towards truth together. Welcome to Heart and Soul. I am joined by our dear honorary third (laughs) co-host, yet again, Macy Cole. Um, Catherine was not available to record this week, so Macy once again is saving the day by stepping in. So thanks for being here. You're very welcome. I'm so glad to be here. I love doing this so much. They're always so fun. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So we figured we were just going to kind of sit down today for some girl talk, heart talk. Um, We have a couple of ideas of what we want to speak about, and we're just going to kind of roll with it and see what what comes up. Um, But as per usual, we'll start with some happies and crappies. Yeah. You want to begin? Sure. So I guess um, I'll start with crappies. Is The studio is still not quite open, um, but we should be knowing August 7th what the next kind of plan is. Um, And then happies are, since we aren't open yet, we have this amazing 33 by 20 foot tent that my husband and one of our awesome coaches, Mark John Jock, just built. I walk out there, their shirts are off, they're like blasting <laughs> red hot chili peppers in the middle of our like super fancy area, shopping center. Yeah. And they get done, they're like running around the tent so excited. JJ ends up like climbing a tree. <laughs> what? Like total mayhem. Although that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, but it was really, really cool. And um, my brother stopped by to help some. You could just tell it was like men being men. Mm-hmm. And I was so proud of them. Like the tent is stunning and I can't wait to start leading classes. And I guess we're putting up tiki torches apparently. Um, Keep the bugs away. That's right. And I guess to set the set the tribal mood or whatever. I love that. <laughs> yeah. I need to try to come this week before I have to like isolate again. Yeah. Maybe there's something I can come to. Yeah. You can just like sideline and help us teach yeah, I just want to come <laughs> check it out. I haven't seen the new space since you got oh, yeah. everything in there. I only saw it when it was still, like, under mega construction. So Yeah, it's done. It's ready. Ugh, I can't wait. Yeah. Well, the good news is I don't have FOMO too bad yet because you guys aren't, <laughs> like, actually back in there. I think right. when you are, I'm going to be, like, itching to get back. So. Oh, yeah. You're going to have to make a lot of appearances with the new addition. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Whenever it's... Ready in time. Safe to do yeah, that. Ugh, which absolutely. Sucks. But by then you'll be like well established and we will too. And <laughs> yes. the baby will be like ready to take his own class and <laughs> yes. it'll be great. Oh, I love that. Um, well, I guess I'll start with crappie too. Um, I, I don't know. I don't really have anything major. I would say that. The thing that hit me today was I was actually telling Macy this earlier. I went to go do a workout um, for the first time in probably a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. since um, I've kind of been skipping out on some strength training lately because um, my body just was really exhausted from working so much. But I am getting more and more like, okay, you know, once he gets here, I'm not going to be able to really work out for another six weeks, so I might as well do as much as I can and not lose, like, all my muscle tone <laughs> yes. before that. So I'm just doing kind of what I can, but it was definitely a big, like, whoa, things just feel really weird. <laughs> um, they hurt down there, for lack of a better term. So, for example, I tried to do, like, 
glute kickbacks with like the band around my ankles and I was like nope that does not feel good can't do that so I was like all right maybe I'll try like hands and knees glute kickbacks basically anything like lifting my leg and requiring like any of that groin type of strength is just not really there for me right now um so that was kind of a like man this this is just very limiting at the moment um but at the same time, felt good to know, like, yeah, hey, your body's doing what it should be, and um, I'll get back to it. Yeah, and growing a human is its own workout. Yes. So <laughs> yeah, you are I'm also sure, doing that. <laughs> I'm sure y'all can hear it in my voice how out of breath I am constantly. So, um, And then my happy is our besties were in town for the weekend, and we just had so much fun with them. Great weather. We just, we didn't even leave the house. We just kind of like hung mm-hmm. out at the pool all day, had a nice seafood dinner, shout out Port City Produce, um, and grilled out Saturday night. And it was just really nice and relaxing and a good little last hoorah before we have to isolate again. That um, sounds like a perfect weekend. It was. Yeah. It really was. Got a lot of sun. Um, Jordan created this whole like, I'll show you. <laughs> sprinkler thing so (laughs) our pool is getting really hot because it's like pretty much full sun back there and so it's I think it was like 82 84 degrees the other day which it's like nice you can walk into it easily but when you really want to be refreshed it's like not that cool yeah yeah so he's like I want to invent something to like help cool the pool down and have like a whole sprinkler situation going on to like spray into the pool so basically he just went to walmart with tyler and they bought like one of those big rotating sprinklers you know that makes like a big arc yes and he set it so that the arc just like stays put into the pool that's <laughs> so brilliant and, that, and i could see him doing that. yeah and he just like hooked it up to the hose and the pool had actually gotten kind of low from all the sun that we had so it was perfect we just left that on for a few hours and it actually cooled down the pool quite a bit and filled it up quite a bit so <laughs> I felt like we were in a little like amusement park slash like water oasis. park yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it was funny I was like man you're such a dad now like yeah all his little homeowner projects but I, I love, love Jordan it. he's always around the house doing something like he'll oh, disappear yeah. for 30 minutes and like be building a new shed and we're like what where have you been yeah what was he doing last time we something find in the him? shed for yeah. like an hour was that after your party it was during it oh that's great <laughs> and then another time he was working on the um dartboard yep yep <laughs> always yeah. something he's just always working on some type of project so I'm sure his son will be just oh yeah like him. little handyman Taking a quick break right here to say a big thank you to this episode's sponsor, Skillshare. Y'all have probably heard us talk about Skillshare on here a few times before, but if not, Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of amazing classes covering dozens of creative and entrepreneurial topics. You can take classes in everything from photography and creative writing to design, productivity, and a whole lot more. I know during this time, a lot of you may be pivoting a little bit in your careers, or maybe you finally have the time to start that long-time passion project or side hustle. Maybe you're just challenging yourself to get outside of your comfort zone a little more. 
Maybe you are working on your resume and you want to dig a little deeper into specific topics. Whatever it might be, Skillshare has got some classes for you. In particular, I am excited about looking into one class that they offer called Pricing Your Work, How to Value Your Work as a Freelancer. I think that is a super important topic. It can be scary, especially just starting out in your business, to put yourself out there and know how to value yourself, um, especially if you want to make something into a business or a full-time career. Things like that are super important. Um, education and investing in yourself, especially in the things that you might not be an expert at, is critical when it comes to that. So today you can join the millions of members already learning on Skillshare with a special offer just for Heart and Soul listeners. Getting two full months of Skillshare unlimited access for free. That's right, Skillshare is offering two whole months of unlimited access to heart and soul listeners for free. You just got to go to Skillshare.com slash soul. That's S-O-L-E, but y'all probably know that. Again, Skillshare.com slash soul to start your two months today. Again, that's Skillshare.com slash soul. Thank you so much to Skillshare for sponsoring today's episode. We cannot wait to see what y'all learn. Well, all right, so let's transition a little bit into um, kind of the more serious topics, I guess, that we want to touch on today. The first being um, just recognizing like fears, specific fears in ourselves, um, how to do that, and I guess how to press into them and work through them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think. It's safe to say this year has produced a lot of fear in us and probably caused us to recognize fears that we didn't even know really existed because we've all been thrown such curveball after curveball. So what are your, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, this is such a important topic to bring up right now because I don't think never in the existence of time, which is spanning for a while, yeah. <laughs> have we had something hit on such a global level with so much globalization mm-hmm. where everybody is dealing, and I like to call them, and they're called this in the yoga world, with their own shadows. And basically what shadows mean in the yoga world is there are areas or blind spots in our own psyche um, and patterning that show up at certain periods of our life to teach us lessons. And if you think about what darkness is or what a shadow is, it's the absence of light. Mm. And so fear a lot of times reveals our shadows or our insecurities or the areas where we haven't developed strong tools yet. And they can be so debilitating because it would be like going on a journey and like a anaconda coming at you and you don't have a machete or any way to protect yourself, you know? And so you're like terrified that, that obviously like something terrible is going to go wrong and then anxiety or depression comes up and it's like this whole cycle. Right. Um, and, uh, I actually ended up getting a therapist towards the beginning of this whole thing because I was like caught in my own fear trap of a lot of things that I was worried about that were completely out of my control And it was really helpful to be able to vocalize kind of what I was experiencing and feeling. And I think on a spiritual level, COVID 
was like has has entered at a time where we've all had to isolate and self-reflect and um so I realized like the root of a lot of my fears was um, specifically for me not allowing my faith to be put into practice in a way that I had never done before and that was through realizing a personal relationship um, with Jesus, interestingly enough, because like I'm very strong on my faith and I have a really strong relationship with the Lord or in God and the Spirit, but I didn't. I thought of Jesus as somebody who came and died so that I wouldn't have to live the perfect life that He lived. And actually, Jesus is somebody who resurrected and wants to walk with me daily. And mm-hmm. it's a lot to like wrap my own head around. But the more I started pressing into what that means and realizing, like. I don't have to, like, slice the anaconda in the journey. You know what I right. mean? Like, I can put the faith and trust in knowing that what tools I need at any given moment are going to be given to me if I'm asked, if I ask. Um, that has really probably been, like, uh, my own personal journey with the last eight months with intense fear and then blanking in it with, like, having to put true faith into action and, and really understanding, like, what ways in my life I wasn't doing that, if that makes any sense. No, that totally makes sense. And I love what you said about feeling like we're just not equipped when really all we need to do is is ask to be equipped. That's right. And I think a lot of a lot of our fears are things that we don't we don't even, like, name or yes. recognize because we, we, how do I put this? We kind of just more live in a state of anxiety of like <laughs> holding on to yes. things that we really don't have any, any control over. Um, and you're right. This sense of isolation has probably caused us to take a deeper look at, okay, what, what is it that I'm fearful of right now? I, I had to do a lot of that reflecting because especially during the days of not working at all, it was like, why do I feel this way? Why do I feel so so helpless and this lack of like, I'm such a planner and like to have a grip on what's to come. And we, none of us could even come close to having that because none of us knew, heck, I didn't think we were even still going to be dealing with this remotely close to when I'd be giving birth I mean here we are in almost August and this is still so so prevalent (laughs) but anyway for me personally I I had to take a deeper look at you know what what is it that I'm fearful of am I fearful that I'm gonna lose my job or or that it's gonna affect you know my everyday life from here on out or having a baby in this like what what exactly is it that I'm so fearful of and so like I mean I wasn't even sleeping I was just so anxiety ridden (laughs) for those months and then all of a sudden I mean definitely when things started to open back up and we could have like interaction and Mm -hmm. somewhat of normalcy and I could start to work again did I feel like a little bit uh less what's the word, like stuck. Mm -hmm. Um, But in that time, I think I realized my biggest fear was like not having or just like having to surrender in the first place. And I feel like I've finally gotten to that point. I think I just recognized it like this week that it was, it would be like, I'd no sooner accomplish one thing, like, okay, I figured out how to reschedule this wedding or how what my policy is going to be like moving forward. And 
that, yes, I might need to pivot a little bit next year and change like my business model and, um, and yeah, my husband lost his job, but you know, we'll figure this out and, and he'll find something. Um, and then next thing would happen and it would be like, Oh, this other wedding has to get rescheduled or now I'm in heading this roadblock or, Hey, it's a possibility that if you test positive for COVID, your husband won't be able to be with you at birth. And just all these like doors kept opening and closing and it just felt like I, I can't, I can't take it anymore. Yeah. There's, there's literally nothing I can do to have a grip on any of this. Yeah. And I think I finally came to a place where I was like, Lord, all I need is peace mm-hmm. and for you to give me the strength that I am capable of mm-hmm. and I will get through this however it turns out. I mean, I think the biggest, this is happening at a time and personally in my life that it's like the biggest thing I'll ever do in my life is about to happen. And I definitely did not feel equipped, um, especially when there's so many unknowns and, you know, no expectations. But you're right. All we need to do is ask for what those Mm -hmm. tools are. And for me right now, it was like, I just need peace and to know that it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. I have no control anymore and I need to just press into that really hard because that's all I can do. And even up to like last week, I was feeling so frustrated and like I was on the phone with my mom about like, Oh, what, what will our plan be for when he gets here and like who can come see him and how can we be safe about this? And I just like broke down thinking, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I feel like I have no answers. I don't know what to tell you. I feel like we can't even make a plan. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden I was like, you know what? We'll figure it out. That's right. One, one day at a time, one mm-hmm. step at a time, one moment at a time. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure it's still subject to get a little iffy every now and then (laughs) (laughs) up until that point especially with hormones and stuff um but yeah I found myself last night kind of reflecting on that thank you lord I feel like you I finally just like heard from him that I'm gonna get all like weepy Mm -hmm. (laughs) that he's got us and Mm -hmm. it's gonna be I mean, everything you just said, Chelsea, and it's like so special to share this space with you right now because everything that you literally just said in its own way is so affirming of kind of these last eight months we were just saying, like it's almost eight months into the year. That's mind-blowing. Yeah, right? we're closer to next year than we are to yeah. 2020, which is so crazy. And before this whole thing hit, like um, I went through a situation where my dog, who was like my baby at the time, attacked my mom, like mm. bit half of her ear off. We had to put him down and then COVID hits and we were in the middle of a brand new outfit and yeah, just all of these things. And I had reached my limit and then had to like go to a deeper limit and a deeper one and a deeper one. And, and finally, like you pretty much, I mean, I had to come to the conclusion, like I'm either going to go crazy or I have to let it all go. Yeah. And the bottom line is like this whole idea of control, I think, you know, and my faith comes in so huge right now because I literally cannot imagine going through this without that. I don't know what I would do. Like, I think even if you don't have a relationship um, with spirituality or faith or whatever, like hope is something that you have to 
be able to mm -hmm. find in times where on the outside world, if you were scanning the perimeter to try and look for anything to make sense, right now nothing does. And you have to cling to, to something that you can't see, that inner part of you that's like continuing to affirm of like, stay on this path, I've got you, it's going to be okay. And that relinquishing of control, like you said something today that really hit me. You were like, I didn't have to do any effort and my body has just developed this child inside of me without me even trying. Like mm -hmm. we breathe, the sun comes up, the moon, the sun goes down, the moon comes up, the moon goes down. Like we treat our planet terribly and the birds and the coral and the grass and the trees, all of it learns how to coexist even with the shifts that we're putting on it and mm -hmm. really thinking about the way that nature works and the way that the nature of things in general like, I felt like this was such a crazy time in my life, but then I thought about my papa, who's going to be 99. He experienced the Great Depression. He was in a world war. He came back and was working, like, all hours of the day, raising two children, like, lost a child. And, and you just think about it. I think you get to a certain age where you realize life is difficult. Yeah. Like, none of us are going to get out of this thing alive, and none of us are going to get out of this thing without some skid knees. But in those skin needs parts, you learn to loosen the grip. Yeah. And you learn to like press in and like you said, name it and surround yourself with people that you can share your challenges with, but are the same people that also want to celebrate your joys and not judge you and be willing to have those hard conversations. Um, and if this has taught me anything, it's showed me like how incredible my true friends are, you know, and, and that even when they're struggling, somehow you guys can muster up compassion to hold space for me and, and that we need each other. Yeah. Like we can't, we can't stay separate. We can't stay isolated. We can't put ourselves behind screens or locked doors. Like we're meant to enjoy outside. We're meant to enjoy each other. Like we are interactive creatures. Like that's yeah. so cool. It is. And I think that's why beginning of this was so especially hard because all those things were stripped from us and it was like you know you think about I think I mentioned this in another episode it's like when people go to jail and they commit like the highest crime yeah what do they do they're put in a room by themselves that's right and that is like considered the highest form of punishment uh, with no interaction and it's like well of course we're all gonna go crazy when we, we were like supposedly not allowed to go outside and like couldn't see people or touch people and and I think that's you know we're all gonna be affected by that I mean I'm still like hugging my friends and stuff at this point but it is weird that now we're in these situations where it's like we're now all of a sudden uncomfortable or like have to question our proximity to other people that we love never yeah. mind strangers you yeah. know so yeah. I think it's just important to recognize that hey We've all been through a lot, and some people, yes, I, we all like to downplay and mm -hmm. say, "Well, at least I'm not going through this," or at least mm -hmm. it could it could be worse or whatever. Yeah. But we've all endured these struggles and hardships, no matter what. I mean, no one has been untouched by this, mm -hmm. so I think it's okay to to voice that, and even if it's just through like writing it in a journal or yep. you know just letting it out because for a while I don't think I even recognized like hey this actually was like a really hard year <laughs> and yeah. it's not just like the pandemic like a lot of things came from that <laughs> yeah. and here we are it's almost August 
we're eight freaking months <laughs> into this. Like, where? And you look back and you're like, wow, I'm like so much stronger than I yep. ever realized. Because here we are. The sun keeps rising. Yep. We're still living. That's right. We're still doing what we love. <laughs> yeah. And adapting, pivoting. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if any, yeah. This year has been a whole lot of pivoting, a whole lot of yeah. morphing and, and learning and, and growing and probably more than we were all, like, prepared for in a single year <laughs> span. I mean, I was kind of laughing at I know it's not funny, but laughing the other day when I would see things posted from, like, December, like, can't wait to see what 2020 <laughs> brings. <laughs> what a great year <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> I look at all those goals I set for myself and, like, oh, the expectations I thought this year were get, was going to hold. And, and I'm like, LOL. <laughs> Maybe next year. That's the best response, just, LOL. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just start over next year, oh, shall we? Yeah. A little reset. I mean, <laughs> this is what transformation looks like and this is what transformation feels like. And this is, like, yeah. kind of the path to an awakening not like COVID and all of the horrible things that have come with that, but really just having to press in and going back to the original question of like, how do we name our fears? And then basically how do we conquer them? I think number one is naming it. Like you taking that time to say, what's the worst case scenario right now? Because chances are when you really dial all the way down, it's going to look something like a lack of control, Mm -hmm. you know? And so you take charge of the controllables um, you make a plan for the things that are within your control and then just remaining adaptable to that. And then the rest, it's just like, that's where your faith and hope comes into play. You yep. know, like we are going to get through this. We're going to look back on this time and see silver linings. Things that aren't clear right now are going to be clear. Like mm-hmm. seeds that are being planted right now are going to be harvested in the coming years. You know, they may feel like weeds or like certain things are dying, but like through a forest fire, we get a brand new forest. So yeah. we're just in that transformative period. Yeah. Which I think is, it can be really exciting and cool yeah. if we allow it to be, you know, it's, and it's, it's hard to do that when there's so much darkness yeah. coming to surface. But I mean, for like, for us personally, I feel so much more hopeful. Yeah. Um, in the season and the space that like, for example, that Jordan and I are in because, you know, I, I, I know like we're going to look back in next summer and be like, wow, what a year. Like, can't believe we got through that. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> look where we are now. But even now I'm starting to see little snippets of yeah. like light in that like, Hey, yes, it sucks that this is our first experience having was having a child and right before that mm-hmm. my husband got laid off and like there's all these scary unknowns of like oh no how what are we gonna do we just bought yeah. a house we're gonna have a baby what are we gonna how are we gonna handle this and I realized this is exactly what we needed right now we needed time together we needed space to talk about our plans for him and just like be a couple and um make space and time for each other and like nothing but that for the next couple of weeks because we would never have had any of that it would have gone from like this level of stress to like an extreme level of stress really really quickly and I 
as scary as that moment was when we found out that news, now I'm like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. duh. Like, yeah. we just got a month to, or probably two months to just be together. Yeah. And, like, make the most of it. The last two months of it being just the two of us before, it's not the two of us anymore. Yeah. And I think that alone has given me so much, like, oh, okay. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know what all the reasons are yet. <laughs> Yeah. But that's one of them. Yeah. And if that's that's what we got from this, then I'll take it and yep. run with it. And, and hopefully it'll continue to get even more noticeable and beautiful yep. as, as the days come. Yeah. I think, like, when it comes to my couples and stuff, I've been so empathetic because I can't imagine what they're going through. Like, oh. They've been planning their wedding, and there's they've been so excited, and dates have had to change. Some of them have had to postpone twice now, and yeah. talk about like expectations being thrown out the window. But something really beautiful coming out of that is like so many of them have decided to take another direction and just strip it completely down. Yeah, and not to say that I don't love big, big beautiful weddings. Like yeah. obviously, I'm glad I had one myself. I love photographing them; they're great. But when you strip away all the things that stress you out in the process that really don't matter when it comes down to your future and your actual marriage, it's really cool what's coming out of it. And these more like intimate weddings that are happening, I'm like, actually, you know, this is cool. Maybe this is going to help us to all take a second look at like, what do we actually need or what what do we do for the sake of Instagram, you know, (laughs) (laughs) or, or just what's the word? (sighs) Pregnancy brain is so real. (laughs) Just like the showiness of stuff. Like, you know, and as a photographer, like, yeah, I love all the beautiful stuff. Give me all the flowers and details all day, every day. But even more beautiful is like love and friendship and happiness and like pure freaking joy and that's kind of coming to the to the surface now too so it's been cool to see my couples kind of take that turn that corner yeah because I've had all this time now to like think about it and be like hmm what do I really want you know yeah and some are just pushing it out to next year and they'll wait and they'll have their big beautiful wedding and that's fantastic and to the ones that are still like, you know what, we're going to keep our date and we're just going to have like 20 people come and make it what it's about. I'm like, yeah. yes, that's so awesome. Like, that's I'm right. so proud of you for stripping it down and just being willing to, you know, mm-hmm. let the rest go. I love how you say stripping it down too, because I feel like our community and our team has been so insanely resilient that obviously we have this beautiful new studio that we want to use and we have some brand new teachers that some of them just started like teaching the classes they're teaching at the end of last year or the beginning of this year and teaching is hard like especially even in just a like perfectly manicured setting but taking it outside or virtual that's on a whole nother level Mm -hmm. and we get basically love letters daily from our members that are like if it were not for you and your incredible team at Emotion, like, we don't know where we would be mentally, emotionally, physically right now. 
our team is constantly pivoting every day. Zoom has like some new rule that they've come up with that we're having to navigate on screen. Like computers are dying. Internet's been out at our new location a couple times. And all the, all the while our team is like, how can we dive in? How can we go deeper? How can we continue to provide more for the people who are coming to us who are in need right now? And that's so cool to see that, that people believe in, like the mission to heal, connect, and inspire, every single person on our team has really been put to the test because it would have been so much easier for people to quit. It would have been so much easier for clients to say, hey, let me know when you guys get back to it. And people were like, no, we're digging our heels in. We are a family. We are coming together. We are going to make this work. Yes. That's insane. It's so cool. Yeah. It's been such a blessing and made it so clear to Troy and I that like this mission that we came up with three years ago on our own is not our mission anymore. It is a community of people who, who are truly passionate about yeah. living out, like making this world a better place. It's and all insane. your instructors now, when you do go back into the space, are going to have like such a new skill set too of <laughs> yeah. like, yes, they've had to deal with all the technicalities of things, yeah. but like it's so much of teaching is your verbiage and like, you can't always just do everything in yep. front of them and expect people to just follow along and know what you're talking about or keep that energy up. Like, you have That's to right. know, okay, like, people <laughs> – I remember when I graduated college and started working in, in fitness and realized, how the heck do I tell someone to move their body? Like, <laughs> yeah. they don't understand. They don't. I can't just say squat and they, like, know how to have a perfect squat for them. Like, what – what is even step one? How do I do yes. this? And you realize, oh man, like there's so much more to this than just showing them oh, yeah. how I do it. <laughs> right. <laughs> so not that your the team wasn't amazing before, but I'm oh, sure yeah. this has like really sharpened that skill set of how they speak and their verbiage and like their energy and how to keep a class going and safely and effectively. That's right. That now when they get back in there, it's going to be like, freaking piece of cake it's so <laughs> yes. great like look at us go and yes. it's gonna be like so much energy in the room and yes yeah that's so exciting yeah to think about wait. I know I love that lots of blessings for sure through all of this mm-hmm. what was our second topic um well I feel like we've kind of touched on it a little bit okay There's, um like hardships that we've had mm. this year um which I think kind of goes hand in hand for yeah. me personally. I'll let you t- speak to that for yourself, but that has definitely gone um, hand in hand with like the surrender piece for me is like, I think I've had to shift my, my mindset. Yes. But my heart around like that piece of surrender and mostly yeah. grace because I don't have all the answers. I didn't know how to have all the answers with my business mm-hmm. or I don't know, just any, any of these big changes that have happened this year. Um, I've had to just really, really embrace, like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to just figure, <laughs> I'm going to figure it out as Amen. I go. And ironically <laughs> enough, you know, that was my word for the year was grace and surrender. Wow. Back in, you know, December, November, Again, LOL, when there were all these big plans for this year. And at that point, the reason I chose those words were 
this is going to be my biggest year of business yet. Um, with since going full time, I was going to have twenty two weddings. Wow. Um, like such a packed year. I was going to step more into my workshop and. At the same time, you know, unexpectedly finding out we were going to be parents. And so I was like, I know this is going to look a lot different than I've ever experienced anything before. And that's why I chose those words. And then they somehow still ended up fitting so perfectly into the situation because, yes, it's still my busiest year. But, you know, it didn't quite go. I've only shot two (laughs) weddings in eight months. (laughs) Didn't quite go the way that I thought it would. Um nor did I think I would be going back to work with six weddings in October. Wow. So say a little prayer that this baby comes maybe like a week or two early, so I just have like a little <laughs> bit more time yes. to recover. Um, please and amen. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's that I think was the biggest like heart shift for me was, you know what, I don't have all the answers. Is as proud as I was last year of, you know, getting to this point and all that, I was like, well, <laughs> starting over. Starting over. <laughs> yes. It's all good. I can't believe that you brought up your one word because that was actually what I was going to ask you about with this question because my one word this year was B, just B-E. Mm. And I really did that because I've realized, like, I have, like, the need to please is, is kind of what I hear being called of like constantly trying to make decisions based on the opinions of others or trying to make sure um, it's not the approval, but you, when you have a team and you have clients, you want to make sure that you're showing up for everyone and people have differing needs and differing requests. And so I had gotten into this cycle of just trying to juggle all of those needs and meeting them all of the time. Yep. And so this year it was more of like, okay, be as in trust yourself to make the best decision for the most amount of people that you can mm. and know that like 80% of the people are going to dig it. There's always going to be 20% who would have done it differently or liked to have seen it done differently or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you own a business, you just have to get really good at that. And so I thought this year was about like stepping into who I am and actually B has come down into two distinct words that keep showing up in all of my Bible studies, which is beloved and the way I think of that is, like, like if you break that word down, it's be loved. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, so basically allow yourself to receive love. Know that, like, being loved doesn't come from the effort of pleasing another person or making all of the right decisions all of the time. Like, you're going to make mistakes. We don't have all the answers. There's been 107 pivots just today. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you can rest in the fact that you deserve love, it reminds you to love yourself it reminds you to love your neighbor. And for me, most importantly, it reminds me that I was made from love by love and that the same creator of all that is perfect in this universe, like, created me, you know, so that that should be celebrated. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is believe. And it was just like, you have to believe that this is unfolding the way it's supposed to. Like, in all of my classes, I always talk about that when I think about you and Jordan becoming parents, like I see you guys being amazing and your business flourishing and Jordan finding his dream job out of a tough situation. And I look at your beautiful home and like what you've already done here. And it's so clear to me, like I believe in you guys and your path, you know, And but when you put it on yourself, sometimes it's hard to believe because you know, all of the pitfalls or the hard days. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, so you have to remember to believe 
in yourself, your path, the same way that you believe in the people that you love. And, um, and so for me, this year, again, has just come back to, like, the more you take care of yourself, the more you trust yourself, love yourself, that really comes from, like, how, how deeply, for me, I am loved and trusted by my creator. And then there's no more effort or striving. It's just, like, at any given moment, I can provide whatever I need to whoever I need because I'm not constantly worried that I'm going to make a mistake or upset someone or whatever. It's like, no, just, like, be in yourself. That is enough. And yeah. then provide from that space kind of thing. Mm. That's so good. And that brings me back to what you always talk about when it comes to faith and like um, how, I forget how you always word it, but it always just hits me so hard. Like God doesn't expect us to, you know, be good believers Mm -hmm. by like how much we show him we love him. It's by how much we accept his love for us. That's right. Whenever you say that, I'm always like, that is so good. <laughs> yes. It's such a good reminder. Like, I mean, I was just talking to um, one of our connectors. That's what we call our front desk team yesterday. Michaela, she's a PA, um, and she starts in September. Like, what a wild time to beginning, be starting that job. Mm-hmm. We were talking yesterday about how, like, at the Last Supper, and this is going along with what you were just saying, like, John referred to himself as a disciple whom Jesus loved, and he sat at the right hand at the Last Supper, which was, like, the honorary space, and his head was resting on Jesus's heart. And then Judas, who was just about to betray Jesus, was sitting on his left, which was like the guest seat. Like it was not the honorary seat, but it was still like really high esteemed. And then Peter was sitting across the table in the um, like seat of the servant or like the seat of the one who was there to like provide the meals and do the work and like the, le- the least esteemed seat compared to the other two. And Peter was always striving to show Jesus how much he loved him. And so right there, it's like Jesus, the betrayer, sat in a higher esteemed seat than the one who was like continually trying to prove his love. Because that's not, that's not the seat we're ever supposed to sit in. You know, mm-hmm. like we're supposed to sit in the seat of resting our, our head on our creator's heart and basically saying, come to me. And I love this. It's like, come to me and take up my yoke for my, my yoke is light and my burden is basically nothing. You know, like, give me your burden. And that's a hard one. Like, we're so programmed to think we are supposed to take that burden. Right. I think that's a perfect way to, like, wrap up everything we just talked about Mm -hmm. is that we feel this sense in life in general and just our society especially to always be doing and doing more and doing better and all these accomplishments when really all we need to do is, like, accept that's right and rest yeah (laughs) rest in our efforts yes I love (laughs) that well I guess let's let's wrap up on um the first question that we always ask our guests okay and we can just talk about something that we're each currently binging oh yeah yeah yeah. um kind of end on a lighter fun note I'm binging on Casablanca Mm, yes and I go there like every day (laughs) I know it's it's awesome being this close yeah. to them. We both kind of live in the same side of town now where Casa is. It's awesome. Yeah, I love it. Um, I'm just speaking of, I still owe Catherine a coffee next time we record because we played a game two weeks ago and she beat me <laughs> on the podcast and I still need to bring her coffee. Um, I love that. 
I haven't been going really anywhere much lately. I need to go back there soon. Yeah. Before I'm in the queue again. <laughs> um, what are you binging? I have been re-watching Desperate Housewives. Oh. Have you watched that show? I watched it a while ago. Back like, in the day? Yeah. Me too. So I used to watch it like while it was on uh-huh. and then kind of in college during when it was on Netflix. And so I love going back and watching those series that were really good, but like I watched it so long ago that yes. I literally, it's like I might as well be rewatching it because uh-huh. I remember teeny little bits and pieces, but I don't remember a lot of it. So yeah. it's, it feels like brand new again. Do you ever find out what happened to the friend that's like narrating the whole thing? Yeah, at the beginning. Oh. But it's funny you say that because I, like you, started the show, like, past, like, after season one Uh had aired. And so I was always like, who is this friend that's narrating? Like, whatever happened to her? Yeah. But season one, they they show you what happens to her. Okay. She she committed suicide. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, But that's so funny that you mentioned that because I remember when I watched it back when it was on, it was not from season one. And I was always like, who is this girl? Yeah. And I think at the end, they kind of like maybe do some flashbacks about that. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's It's funny that we both thought, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You you would think that if you started at like season two, you'd be like, hmm, what is going on? Who is this woman who keeps like showing up? Yeah. Yeah. It's a good show. I forgot how good it was. Well, thank you so much, Chels. Thank this you. This like, such an honor. This was fun. Yeah. Another good episode with Mace Face. Yeah. Um, we will talk to you guys next week. Don't forget to leave us a review, comment, subscribe, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.